1: Good morning. Welcome to the second ever ArsCast on Arsblog.com in association with ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk. I am Arsblogger. What a fantastic show we've got ahead for you. Well, well by relative standards, it's, it's fantastic. By the standards of listening to somebody having a poo uh, while getting sick on top of it, it's pretty fantastic. I promise you that much. We will have the winner of the Classic Football Shirt, the 92-94 to 94 Adidas Home Shirt, as provided by ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk because it was the very first Arscast last week. That's coming up later in the show. We will have... Uh, Another blog chat, this time with the man from Eastlore. That's eastlore.co.uk. There'll be a phone call in there somewhere. Arson Wenger Hawkins will be here again, by popular demand, actually. There'll be some readers' questions, and I'll try and answer those without making myself uh, seem like a total twat. And also, a bet of the week, with thanks to bluesquare.com. First thing I want to do, though, is to thank everybody uh, who sent emails last week with uh, feedback and suggestions and comments about the very first Arscast. I didn't get a chance to reply to all of them because there were just so many, uh, but uh, all your emails are as always very much appreciated, and the feedback we got last week was remarkably positive. There were over 5,000 downloads of the very first Arscast, so uh, I'm really happy with that. Hopefully we can go uh, from strength to strength, so thank you all very much indeed. Now, before I go, uh, any further I want to talk about arscast.com. Now, as those of you with good ears will know, uh, arscast.com and arsblog.com are two quite different things. When I decided to do the uh, podcast or the arscast on arsblog, I went to godaddy.com to see if I could register the domain name arscast.com. Unfortunately, it had already been taken. Um, and I thought nothing more of it. I just assumed it was a website where people took plaster molds of, of people's arses. And, and what can you do? Anyway, on the arses one day after I'd announced the arscasts on arsblog, this is getting very confusing, but I'm sure you can keep up. Uh, the guy from Arscast.com said that he was doing podcasts on his site, and they were called Arscasts. So we had a little bit of an email conversation. I asked him, "Did he have any real problem if I called my podcasts Arscasts?" And uh, he said, "No, not at all." As his uh, Arscast was all about uh, retro and indie video games, we figured, you know, well, there's not really going to cause uh, too much problem. Uh, this week, he has been inundated with email. Uh, from people entering the competition for the uh, classic football shirt, uh, all sending uh, email to arscast.com. Now, uh, if you come to arsblog.com and you're listening to an arscast on arsblog.com, and I say the email address is arscast at arsblog.com, please don't send email to arscast. Dot com because number one, I'm not going to get it. Number two, the other guy's just going to get a lot of email that he doesn't want. You see, so if you could just pay a little bit more attention to that. Remember, the email address is arscast at arsblog dot com. Uh, on the same kind of note, uh, last week we ran a competition for uh, on the website for copies of Football Manager 2007. And this happens with every single competition that we do. I set up an email address, for example, footballmanager at arsblog.com. I say, you've got until Thursday to make your entries. On Friday, I'll announce the winners. Uh, and then for the next three or four weeks, I'll still get emails from people entering the competition, even though quite clearly it's been over for, for some time. Some of you people are are very strange, but I'm sure you already knew that. Yeah... Anyway, uh, leaving aside your strangeness and on to this week's blog chat, which this week is with the man from East Eastlore, eastlore.co.uk. In a jam-packed 10 minutes or so, we talk about Jeremy Aliadier and his two goals against West Brom, Colo Toure's new contract, the display against Reading, the new stadium versus the old stadium, English players, uh, a possible Arsenal anthem, and a look ahead to the Everton game. Well, very, very brief look ahead to the Everton game. Uh, We just mention it more or less. Anyway, this is this week's Blog Chat with East Lower. Okay, this morning uh, now I'm talking with the man from eastlower.co.uk. His name is uh, the man from East Lower. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Um, are you still in the East Lower? Or where um, are you now?
2: That's a good question. I'm, I'm sort of North north East Lower. So okay. not really, but as near as I could have got really.
1: Okay, you're not going to change the name of your blog, no?
2: No, I think I think, uh, I think uh, it's gone too far down the line now. I think I'll just leave it as it is.
1: Okay, all right. First thing I want to talk to to you about is uh, West Brom last night. Uh, I didn't see any of it. Did you?
2: Uh, no, I, I just got it on the radio, which is um, not always the best way, is it? But uh, uh, anyway,
1: you know, I got as much of that as I could. Okay. Well, the, the 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 one person that that stands out is uh, Jeremy Aliadier. Uh two goals. The unfortunate thing is is that he seems to be made of of balsa wood. Um, do, do you think he's got any sort of a future at the club?
2: Oh, do you know, it's a hard one. Um, he, he he seems to have loads of talent, doesn't he? But um, but it's you know he was on loan to three clubs last year. He's not scored for a couple of years until last night. Uh, I hope he does. But if you look at who's ahead of him, it, it, it could be quite quite a tall order for him. But um, you never know. He may even get a chance on Saturday.
1: Yeah, well, with uh, Adibayor out and uh, Wenger saying he's going to play him uh, on the wings. Or Theo Walcott on the wings, I should say. Uh, he he might at least make the bench, no? Because we we seem to be sort of short of strikers. But when you yeah, look, I think, yeah. yeah, when you look at um, Lupoli is out on loan, Bentner's out on loan. Um, he's really got to take his chance if he gets it, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think um, he's got to be given a chance 1st has doesn't he? Really, but uh, I, I reckon he he hasn't probably got. Uh, more than another season unless he can can make his mark it's not easy but um you know uh, he clearly wants to and so hopefully if he gets a chance he might it's so hard to say isn't it when you've got incredible strikers ahead of you like that
1: brilliant news this week with regards to colo tour i know
2: oh yeah fantastic i mean you know if you look at all the players that Wenger signed over the years for next to nothing what was he like 250 grand from yeah. uh, on the Ivory Coast and uh, he's just an absolute legend. He's a, he's turned into a fantastic centre-back. For 250 grand, you know, it's just unbelievable. Words fail me. He's
1: a it, fantastic player. It is. It's brilliant, isn't it? Because when you think about it, that's 120 Rio Ferdinands.
2: Well, I don't want to think about that.
1: No, that's far too many Rio Ferdinands. <laughs> one, one is enough. Um, but he really has, uh, talking about players who take their chances, he was given a chance at the start of that season to come in at at centre half, and you know people raised their eyebrows and they didn't really think a guy who was only five foot eleven could play there. But he's just a rock, isn't he?
2: He's a, he, he's an absolute rock, yeah, he is, and he fits the, the sort of Wenger mould perfectly, doesn't he? He's he's really athletic, uh, uh, and he's quite skillful. You know, sometimes he can he can bring the ball out from defence and, and maraud all the way forward. You know, is. It, you don't get that very often with um, with English centre backs. So yeah, he, he's a fantastic player, I and mean, you're never going to hear of him sort of falling down drunk in nightclubs and stuff, are you? He, he's just a, a superb
1: player. Yeah, absolutely. And and in general now, I think uh, at the back, we look like we have uh, tremendous options, don't we? Because uh, with Gallus being so versatile, he can go left back or right back. Uh, in the centre half, then with Kolo, we've got the two Swiss boys who who are going to have a real battle with each other, aren't they, in order to, to get some playing time. Um, yeah, but
2: it's, it's good to have the option, isn't it? I mean, you know, this time last year we were all complaining and uh, we, what did we use, like eight left-backs last year or something? And yeah. uh, And to have the option is, is great. A bit of competition at the back. Some, sometimes maybe we didn't have enough competition uh, uh, last year between, uh, you know, for, for places. Certainly I don't think Gilberto had enough competition last year. Um, and, and, the, and at the back... It was just ridiculous at times, so it's great to have those options. I know Hoyt's got his critics, but I think he's done quite well
1: at right-back anyway. Certainly, he looks a lot better at right-back than he, than he does at left.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, yeah. He, he was definitely not, I mean, he was being targeted, wasn't he, at left-back, which wasn't ideal. But um, he, he looks a lot more solid.
1: Yeah. OK, let's, let's just talk briefly about uh, last Sunday at Reading. Uh, it was a sort of performance we haven't really seen from Arsenal for. Uh, I don't know, 12 months maybe, 18 months, just in terms of the overall, the overall uh, team display. The boss has always said that the potential is there, and we've, we've seen it in, in bits and bobs, haven't we? But do you think that on the back of the United result, on the back of four wins after that United result and that display, that you know, they've, now, they've now managed to step it up and can do it on a consistent level?
2: Yeah, I hope so. Uh, uh, y- y- we had the whole problem last year of going especially away when we lost sort of 10 games. And um and just not showing up, and we definitely we, we haven't had that at all this year. You know, our one loss was against Man City, and, and we did quite had quite a few chances there. So um, but but Reading was fantastic. I, you know, half half of me thinks uh, we've absolutely clicked, and but then half of me thinks let's play Bolton away first uh, before we pass judgment because that's the kind of game that we could trip up still or, or not. You know, yeah. But but we were absolutely fantastic against Reading. I mean, the several the, the, the goals we scored were just they were just blinding, weren't they? They're brilliant.
1: Um, and it brings me to my next point. We have in the team now wonderful technical players in, in midfield. Vieira was a very, very skillful player, uh, but relied a lot on his uh, his physicality, I think. But in the midfield, especially in the in the system that he plays when he goes away from home, you've got Rosicky, Hleb, uh, uh, Fabregas, who are all very, very good on the ball. Not the biggest, but uh, what he seems to have sacrificed is a certain amount of, of uh, the physical element uh, for the skill that those guys bring,
2: yeah, he he, yeah, he, he does, and may, and maybe you're right. Maybe uh, in order for those slightly smaller but quicker and more technical players, maybe that, that's why we play five. But you could but could well be right because I mean Vieira was a, was a class apart himself. You know, he, he could run the midfield. And I, I don't think we've got a single player who could probably run the midfield on his own without help now. So um, you know, it, it seems to be working. And Nazitsky, like Galas at the back, you know, he, he seems to have added quite a lot as well. And uh, he. He's, only 25, but he's really Mm. experienced. So uh, I think it's working. It's working really well at the moment. And uh, I think he's made a massive difference.
1: Okay. Um, An email I got during the week was from uh, somebody who was asking me, you know, Justin Hoyt is the only English player we have in in the team at the moment. There's a few young lads uh, sniffing around from the reserves. Randall, we've got uh, Matthew Connolly. Uh, as well, who are sort of on the fringes of of the first team. But Hoyt is the only English player. Someone sent me an email during the week to ask, uh, during the Arscast, and I'll put this to you as well because it's an interesting point, is that are there English players that can fit into the system uh, that we're playing at the moment and can play the type of football that that Arsene Wenger wants Arsenal to play?
2: Um, I I don't know if there are at Arsenal at the moment. And and, uh, it's an interesting one. I've been... Kind of thinking about it for a couple of years because I've, I've you know, always made it clear I'd like to see more homegrown talent. Um, I, I think you know I think Wenger came out with it the other day and he said something like um, uh, you know when you come and you start an academy up, um, the English players are a bit further behind so technically. It takes not it doesn't just take one or two years. You know you've got to find the players at young age. You got to you know get them all the way up from sort of the age of eleven or twelve up to sort of eighteen, nineteen. So it's, it's kind of a ten-year project. And and he he claimed that. Uh, you know, in two or three years' time, we will have more. And um, I suppose uh, the um, the test will be whether he's right, won't it? If in two or three years we've got players that complain play that system, then he's right. But at the moment, you're right. We've only really got uh, Hoyt and Walcott, and, um, and I guess both are still unproven, aren't they?
1: Another thing, and this is a, another question from, from a, a listener or a reader. Who wanted? Uh, and you're in a better position to answer this than, than I am. And maybe it's a little old hat, but somebody wanted to know what what uh, I thought of of uh, the club moving to the new stadium at Ashburton Grove and uh, the change of of Highbury into into the flats into the new uh, housing scheme. So I'm going to put that one to you. I mean, obviously you've you've changed. You're in the new stadium now, but having spent so many years in Highbury, you know how does it feel now? A couple of a couple of months down the line. I oh,
2: well, I love it. I have to say, I think uh, it's. Um... Uh, you know, when, when you first go there, it, it's a pretty awe-inspiring place. And it doesn't... That feeling doesn't really change. It's a fantastic stadium. And, uh, I mean, sure, it's got its teething problems. It's not it's not quite... Um, inside, it's a bit sort of corporate. It doesn't really feel like it's um, got much history, you know, which is understandable, I suppose. But, I mean, those are the kind of things that get ironed out over the course of a year or two. So you can't kind of um, uh, worry too much about that. But, I mean, it's fantastic. And um, it had to happen, didn't it? Highbury was... Uh, a tatty old place, even though we loved it to bits. It was falling down basically, and uh, uh, certainly my part of the East Lower was. Um, so I think uh, I think it's great. I mean, you, know, you you'll see it yourself. It, it is a um, an amazing sight, and all your Wave fans they all say the same thing. It's uh, it's fantastic. I'm not sure that any other ground um, is, is quite as good in this country.
1: Excellent. Well, I'm. Um... Really looking forward to getting over and, and seeing a game. The last thing I want to talk about then, uh, and I'm just uh, I've just looked at this on the web on the online gooner, and uh, they're talking about uh, an Arsenal anthem, you know, to to match "We're forever blowing bubbles" or "You'll never walk alone," etc. etc. Uh, that that West Ham and Liverpool have. Personally, I'm not sure that you can you can force people to 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 sing a song like that. It's something that has to has to happen organically really well, what do you think of the ideas the, the the suggestion on the online Gooner is a reworked version of uh, the green green grass of home by tom jones
2: uh <laughs> um <laughs> i'm not so sure about that i mean like you say you know if you if you force an anthem on someone it, it might not feel right so um uh i mean we've got our own kind of anthems coming but going back to the 70s like good old ass awesome. mm-hmm.
0: You're mouse jones here one-third of the guys next door podcast now listen here with best christmas ever on amc plus every day feels like christmas morning from new holiday favorites like elf and national lampoon's christmas vacation to modern and iconic family classics like the polar express and a year without santa claus you could spend the holiday season opening only the good stuff it's the holiday season and that means it's time to see old friends like buddy the elf heat miser and clark griswold they're all here on AMC+. Plus. AMC Plus is available on all your devices, so celebrate the best Christmas ever, anytime, anywhere. Make sure you sign up today at amcplus.com. AMC Plus, only the good stuff. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy.
2: It's got to grow, like you say, organically, and 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 uh, uh, I suppose I mean I think uh, was it the club that came up with the one 0 to the Arsenal team with, back in the sort of mid nineties? I, I think it might have been, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think you just got to let it grow. I think that's my
1: that's my take on it. Okay, and uh, lastly, properly lastly this time, uh, <laughs> Everton on Saturday. What, yeah. what do you think?
2: Uh, that's going to be a tough test, actually. It really is. I think. Um, uh, I think uh I still think that um we we haven't been as good as we can be at home and uh um you know, I think after Reading and and I suppose West Brom as well, we've got our tails up and uh uh I think everyone expects us to win but I'm not so sure. I mean you know, I think it's gonna be a tough game. Uh, we we ought to uh we ought to sneak it. But I, I think they'll um they'll try and knock a few uh knock a few lumps out of us uh, and uh, Try and get
1: a point off us, as most teams seem to be doing at the moment when they can yeah, play. True, what I think we I think we owe them one for 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 last uh, last year. The the Goodison Park game was probably one of the most miserable days of of the season. Just watching that game and and the performance, the the lack of cohesion in the team and and. Uh, Uh, Yeah, that was a miserable day last year. That was when I think we knew things really weren't quite right in the team. Um, So I'd like to see us uh, stick a couple past them, you know? Oh, yeah, I'd
2: love it. It would
1: be nice. Excellent. All right, well, thank you very much, East Lower. Um, You're welcome, no problem. We'll talk to you again on another Blog Chat. So there you go, the man from East Lower, www.eastlower.co.uk. Thank you very much. Uh, We'll talk to him again sometime in the future, but next week there will be a blog chat with a different Arsenal blogger. The variety uh, just blows your mind, eh? Uh, Some people emailed during the week to say that the, um, the Arsecast didn't have as much swearing as they would like. Juvenile people, you really are. I mean, it doesn't need swearing, but just to keep you happy, we'll have a swear word of the week. Here it is. Minge face. There you go. That's the Arscast swear word of the week. And of course, we'll have a different swear word of the week next week. And uh, now, all week long, I've been trying to get an Arsenal fan, uh, who you might know as being somebody famous or or uh, a famous ex-player or something like that, to come along and talk to us uh, to the Ars Arse blog Arscast. I sent off numerous emails to various uh, agents all around the place, and the response was was pretty bad. I have to say, uh, most of them said no. Some of them said, no chance. Others said, fuck off, you, you cunt. And uh, one, one said they would check with their client and and get back to me. Apparently, though, their client has run off to the Caribbean somewhere rather than get involved in any of this. Uh, So, uh, despite that, or because of that, I should say, we've had to invite back somebody who proved very popular last week and to talk about something that happened in the world of football in the week gone by. Here is Arsene Wenger-Hawkins.
3: See if Jermaine Defoe sank his choppers into my arm like he did to Javier Mascareno then he would live to regret the day he was born. I would not react immediately because that would not allow me to harness the awesome power of my vainer brain. I would first go to the Utah flats and spend time looking for a fossil from a saber-toothed tiger. Then I would go to my lab, extract the DNA, splice it with that of a crocodile, then use some kind of electronic chamber to combine it all with an antisocial kitten. Using radioactivity in the style of Dr. David Banner I would then enlarge the beast who would have three feet long incisors and a scaly height. The beast would not harm me because I would be its master, and he would love me. I would then break into Defoe's house while he was playing for those lily-white cunts and hide under the bed. When he came back to lie down and weep at yet another crushing defeat I would unleash my saber cracker kitten on him and he would then understand what it was like to be bitten. Again. And again. And again. Mwahahahaha. As he was lying bleeding from the many puncture wounds and trying to cover the flesh that had been torn from his body, I would say, You shouldn't have bitten me, you stupid cunt. If you had merely kicked me in the legs, I would never have subjected you to such a ferocious attack. I hope you have learned your lesson. Then I would go home and have bubble and toast because it is the snack of kings. Oh, yes.
1: Not a man to be crossed. That is Arsene Wenger-Hawkins, and no doubt he'll be back next week. Uh, Speaking of Germain Defoe...
2: Thank you for calling Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Good afternoon, Tom. what's there?
1: Hello, um, I'm calling on behalf of uh, West Ham United's team doctor. We're just wondering if uh, Jermaine Defoe has had his rabies shots recently.
2: Um, I will need to put you through to that department. Okay, hold the line, please.
1: Thanks.
3: Good afternoon,
1: Simon Hotsdam. Yeah, hi. Um, I rang a few minutes ago from West Ham Football Club and you were putting me through to the uh, medical department. The problem I'm having is that my phone um, won't accept uh, the press 2 now, press 6 now, press etc. Is there any way you can put me straight through to that department rather than the switchboard? Um, Hold on,
2: I'll try for you. Hang on a
3: second, I need to get the extension.
1: Right, okay. hold on, I'm going to try. Thank you. Good afternoon, medical department. Yeah, hi, I'm I'm calling on behalf of uh, the team doctor at West Ham United. Uh, I, we just want to know, is, has Jermaine Defoe had his rabies shots recently? Hello? <laughs> I think we can safely assume that he hasn't had those shots. Uh, if Mascarano starts uh, foaming at the mouth during one of his upcoming games, we'll know where to look, won't we? Indeed. Now then, on to the winner of our Classic Football Shirt competition with thanks to ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk who very generously sponsored this Arscast. Uh, if you are into Arsenal shirts, the real deal. They're authentic shirts, not replicas, not eBay-style fakes. These are the real deal, which is why sometimes the prices look a little bit high. But uh, check out the website classicfootballshirts.co.uk last week uh, because it was the first Irish cast they gave us a 92-94 home jersey the Adidas one to give away it was the shirt we wore during the 93 uh, double cup final year and also in the 94 cup winners cup final so what I asked you was who scored the winning goal in the FA Cup replay in 93 and who scored the winning goal in the 94 cup winners cup final the answer is quite easy number one Andy Linegan number two Alan Smith. And the winner of the shirt is Andre from Norway. So congratulations to you, Andre from Norway. I will email you a little bit later on today to get your address and all those details. And uh, ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk will be sending out that shirt to you pronto. Okay, next part is our uh, Reader's Questions part, which is where you uh, send in questions to me to uh, arscast at ars blog.com, rsblog.com, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I try and answer your questions. Loads of emails this week, so thank you all very much indeed. Uh, if I don't feature your question, it's nothing personal. I just have to pick a few of them and and, uh, and go through them as quickly as I can. What I've also forgotten to do today is to put the names down of, uh, of the questions that I'm using, and I can't go back through my email because I just don't have time to do it. Uh, so if you recognize your question, well done, and thank you very much. Okay, first question says... I know you prefer Laron over Abue, and that uh, I think that Gallus, Toure, and Clichy would make up the rest of the strongest defence. But who's the better player of Senderos and Juru? And do you think Wenger will consider putting Gallus out wide in order to find our strongest defence? Um, uh, Senderos versus Juru. Juru's been very, very impressive since he came into the team at the start of the season. he's uh, pace, he's good on the ball. Uh, he's strong. And you can see why he's so highly rated at the club. Senderos has been very unlucky in in terms of his injury that he picked up during the World Cup because uh, he would have been a definite uh, starter for the first team from from the first game. I think uh, what he has, I think, above Juru is is a leadership quality and an organisational quality at the back that that we could really do with at times. With regards, uh, the the battle between him and Juru is going to be very, very interesting, I think, uh, throughout the rest of the season. Because I think Gallas is going to spend some time at left-back. I know we have Clichy back, and he's a specialist left-back. But what I think is when we play, uh, for example, Bolton away, or somebody that's going to be very physical and somebody that's going to fire in a lot of long balls, he's going to play the strongest and the biggest defence that we have, which would be Ebue uh, or Hoyt at, at right-back at the moment, then Toure, Senderos or Juru in the middle, and then Gallas at left-back, which would give us that uh, extra physicality that we would need against somebody like like Bolton. Okay, second question. He says, you often refer to other Arsenal blogs. Do you ever look at Chelsea blogs to further stoke the fire between the two clubs? Um, Quite honestly, no. Uh, There is one Chelsea blog. Uh, called chelseablog.com, I think, uh, which I look at from time to time, but uh, I'm not the sort of person that's going to go around to other people's blogs and start fighting with them and leaving comments to to uh, to annoy fans of, of other clubs. I've got better things to do with my time. Uh, there are, though, a million and one Arsenal blogs. There was a Manchester City blog, which I think is bitterandblue.blogspot.com, which put together a definitive list of all the blogs for all the clubs in the Premiership. And Arsenal was miles ahead of of all the others. There must be 20, 25 Arsenal blogs compared to three or four Liverpool or three or four Man United. So there's a brilliant uh, amount of Arsenal blogs. They they vary in quality, obviously, but uh, it just shows uh, how techno-cool Arsenal fans are. Next question. Will Freddie Lundberg ever regain his best form like he was in the seasons uh, from the period 2002 to 2004? Uh, It's hard to say. It seems very doubtful at the moment. Uh, Freddie is... Afflicted with injury after injury and and uh, I think he's the sort of player that needs to be playing regularly and find a, a rhythm uh, in order to be uh, at his best and it's been a while since he's had such a consistent run of games. The other thing to bear in mind is that um, when he really was at his best he had Dennis Bergkamp uh, providing those uh, beautiful passes for him. His runs into the box at that stage were just incredible and it was Bergkamp more often than not that, that picked him out. I don't know that we have Uh, anybody uh, well I think Sesk has that kind of passing ability but he's not playing as high up the pitch as Burkamp was Uh, so I would love to see Freddie back and Freddie scoring goals but uh, I wouldn't put uh, any money on it okay next question Uh, I felt on transfer deadline day one of the best bits of business that Arsene did was acquiring Julio Batista from Real Madrid Uh, he seems to be a fine addition to the squad big strong skill throw in the air blah 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 blah. my question is where do you think Arsene should play Baptista, and what formation will be better to exploit Baptista's strengths? What a brilliant question. I wish I had some clue um, what the boss had planned for him. I have a... F- feeling that he's going to play him uh, in the Gilberto position uh, more often than not but uh, he could easily play further forward as the furthest midfielder forward in a 4-5-1 away from home. Um, I really haven't seen enough of him in an Arsenal shirt to know uh, where he might be best or to make any sort of a judgment on that so it is something that I'm really really interested to see when he does get fit again uh, what sort of uh, role the boss has planned for him. What I do like though is that we do have someone of his quality uh, you know to to add something different to the team Um, final question for today we've still got Pat Rice but do you miss the really strong Irish connection that might have endeared Arsenal to you of course back in the day there was was, the place was chock full of Irish players Um, and now we we don't really have any Anthony Stokes is uh, Irish under 21 or under 19 international he's on loan at Falkirk I think at the moment and scoring some goals there and scoring uh, goals for, for Ireland at representative level uh, but you really do have to be very high quality to get into this Arsenal team so we'll uh, we'll wait and see what happens with him but yeah of course I'd love to see more Irish in the team we haven't had uh, we haven't had a paddy since Vieira left uh, that's it uh, for the questions for this week if you have a question for next week just email Arscast at arsblog.com. that's Arscast at arsblog.com. ok on to the final part of the show which is our bet of the week with thanks to BlueSquare.com, that's www.bluesq.com. This week, Simon Wolfe says, Everton head to Emirates Stadium on Saturday to face an Arsenal side in great form. However, Andy Johnson has a knack of winning penalties and can be backed at 14-1 to to be fouled by any Arsenal player and win another penalty. Obviously, we'll be hoping that doesn't happen, but 14-1 to are quite generous odds. Uh, So if you fancy putting some money on that, go to www.bluesq.com. Also, uh, with regards to last week's Bet of the Week, uh, they said they would double the odds on the first goal scorer. If Thierry Henry scored within 15 minutes, they would double the odds. Thierry scored after 58 seconds, so they doubled the odds from 7 to 2 to 7 to 1, and they paid out an extra £25,000. So pay attention to the bet of the week; uh, you could get quids in for the uh, for the week ahead. Okay, that's the end of the second ever Ars Blog Arscast in association with ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk. We'll be back next Friday, same Ars place, same Ars channel. Talk to you then. Bye.